Thousand Ways to Please a Husband with Bettina's Best Recipes, a Dramatization. Chapter 2, Bettina's First Real Dinner, also known as The Cannibalism Party. Say, isn't it great to be alive? exclaimed Bob as he looked across the rose-decked table at the flushed but happy Bettina. Her blood sugar had been spiking lately. Perhaps it was her new recipes. And a beefsteak dinner, too. Steak is expensive, dear, and you'll not get it often. But as this is our first real dinner in our own home, I had to celebrate. I bought enough for two meals because buying steak for one meal for two people is beyond any modest purse or a modest mouse or just like somebody who's puritanical or maybe easily embarrassed. So you'll meet that steak again tomorrow, but I don't believe that you'll bow in recognition. I don't even think you'll be on a first name basis by that point. So you marketed today, did you? Indeed I did. I bought a big basket and went at it like a seasoned housekeeper. I brought it down like a boss. I had all the staples to get, you know, and lots of other things. After dinner, I'll show you the labeled glass jars on my shelves. It was such fun putting things away. June is a wonderful month for housekeepers, beekeepers, peacekeepers. I've planned the meals for days ahead because I know that's best. Then I'll go to the market several times a week and, if I plan properly, I won't have to order by telephone. Wow, I didn't even know I had a telephone. It seems so extravagant to buy in that way unless you know exactly what you're getting. I like to plan for leftovers too. For instance, the peas in this salad were left from yesterday's dinner and the pimento is from that can I opened. Then too, I cook tomorrow's potatoes with these to save gas and bother. Maybe it will give you gas, I'm not quite sure. Then I will be bothered. You'll have them served in a different way, of course. And, I think oh yes, Bob. Bettina chattered on, rambled even, like a mad woman. Spit hung from her mouth as she spoke. I saw Ruth downtown and have asked all five of my bridesmaids to lunch a day after tomorrow. So if you want to be away, you can. I'm just giving you advanced warning so you can run in the house screaming. Won't that be fun? But I promise you that the neglected groom shall have every one of the good things when he comes home at night. It makes me happy, I can tell you, to have a home like this. It's pleasant to be by ourselves, but at the same time, I can't help but wish that some of the bachelors I know could see it all and taste your cooking. Well, Bob, I want you to feel free to have a guest at any time. If my dinners are good enough for you, I'm sure they're good enough for any guest whom you may bring. And it isn't very hard to make a meal for three out of a meal for two. Of course, we'll all starve and be unhappy and grumpy by the end of it, but that's what I'll do just for you now, Bobby. If you're ready, will you please get the dessert? What? Strawberry shortcake? Well, this is living. I tell you what, Patina, I call this a regular man-sized meal. The recipe consisted of pan-broiled steak, baking powder biscuits, rhubarb sauce, strawberry shortcake, new potatoes and cream, butter, pea and celery, salad cream, and coffee. The strawberry shortcake recipe made two portions that night. It included two tubs of lard, one tub of butter, two cups of sifted flour, three and a fourth cans of milk, a third tablespoon of salt, four tablespoons of baking powder, one quarter strawberries, two-thirds granules of sugar. The apocalypse may have come and gone, but Bettina's recipes will always be here to stay. What did that say? I thought it was a G. I thought it was a G. <laughs>
cups. It's cups of sugar. <laughs>